Chilling out a little bit, just chilling out, and also I think you get to the point where if, if people are saying you, you do, you're doing something right. Oh God, this is going to make me sound like a right wanker. But anyway, <laughs> if, if, if people are telling you some, that you're doing something right every single day, eventually you stop, stop feeling really uncomfortable about that, and go actually, thank you, thank you, that'll yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. That's all right, that'll do. Hello everyone and welcome back to this new series of Breaking Bread. We are over the moon to be back. Yeah, we're back, baby. I'm Liam and that was Carl. Yeah, how you doing? Hello. Well, we told you we'd be back in January and that normally means we'll be back three months later, but here we are in January, so that's good. Yep, we kept the promise. We kept the promise. We, uh, we care about you listeners. <laughs> we know you've missed us. Yeah, definitely. I've missed doing it, mate. It was so good to get back recording again, wasn't it? Yeah, and we've started with a bang this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, January's are normally a bit sleepy, and then you think about how rubbish last year was. Wow, I've never eaten out so much. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, mental. Some of the highlights. Uh, salt before Christmas, our Christmas little, we treat ourselves every year, we go for a fancy meal somewhere, and we said, fuck it, salt's the one this year, I think, and um, we went. And try and tick somewhere up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just happens to be Michelin stars well every year, I think. But I don't know if that's to be choose Michelin or. I don't think we necessarily choose it, but it has. To, it's usually like an expensive place. It's like a treat type meal, somewhere you'd go special. And we've done all five Michelins and down again. Yeah, it's all sort of branching out or going back. Stratford, mate. Anywhere within half an hour of where we live is still Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Stratford counts. The salt's close, and the train from Birmingham to Stratford is nothing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Lichfield as well. Like um, obviously, Tom's up there. We'll definitely be classing Lichfield as Birmingham yeah. soon. <laughs> well, the amount of people we've spoke to about, so loads of people have been. So mm. it's clearly a place people from Birmingham go to. So yeah, yeah, very true. Very true. Was, yeah, but it was so fantastic, wasn't it? So good, mate. So good. Lovely restaurant as well. What Paul's got set up there is just crazy. And with Laura's the head chef now. And that carrot, it's, uh, the hype is real. The hype is real. That carrot cooked in, is it beef fat? Chicken fat. Chicken fat. Oh, I can forget chicken yeah, fat. Chicken fat, that was great. That was so good. My fish and chips dish, that was awesome. <laughs> it's unusual, it's like a taster menu, but you get to pick a couple of the dishes here and there. Yeah, that's a nice little thing as well. Because if you don't fancy one, you can have the other, can't you? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's... um worth the train journey out there. Oh, definitely, yeah. Nice to meet Paul as well. It's not as horrific as the TripAdvisor reviews will let let you believe. (laughs) I know. People don't believe TripAdvisor. You know what? If you're going somewhere you don't know, it's it's worth having a look. But just think about the reviews. If someone's got one review and it's slagging a place off, then the person's usually a knob or owns a restaurant over the road or something like that. I'll just just get in and just jest because he's obviously famous for TripAdvisor. Yeah. Uh, obviously the home of the Nightcap podcast as well if you, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you listen to this and don't listen to that you're insane go listen to that as well 
be surprised if there's anyone that yeah. steers that doesn't. Yeah, so. it's class. Got the book as well. Yeah, yeah, you got Paul Foster's book. book. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Mate. Mrs. did that incognito really well. She, she did not do well at that, did she? <laughs> that was a nice surprise. <laughs> Liam, which book do you want? <laughs> no, that was Caster. The book was like stunning as well, mate. It's such a good read. Just to read it, I haven't cooked anything, obviously. I haven't cooked anything out of it in the last 10 books I've had. But... Oh, mate. I'm obsessed. All of them is probably cooked books. Um, did you say you had over a hundred? You know what? Calm now. It's not a hundred. It's gotta be fifty odd at least. I get one about one a month at the moment. I like. You know what's good from going to the charity shops? Yeah. And yeah. just go through the charity shops. Then you pick up the half decent ones for like fifty p and stuff. I like think that. it's Oxfam in Kings Eve, or is it Icorns? One of the two in Kings Eve. Brilliant for cookbooks, mate. Kings Eve. Yeah, there's Super. one in Shirley. One in particular. It's quite good. I forget the name of it. Icorns by Aldi. Yeah, that's yeah, the one. That's the that's one. Best one, one for cookbooks. Yeah. That's yeah. the best one for all books in fairness. I was going there. Yeah, they've got a lot of cookbooks in there. But they have lots of cookbooks, which is great. It's just mm. shame about the records. Because Shirley's got an old population. All the old records. I mean, they're old records. Oh, <laughs> like, <old> shit. <laughs> like wartime classics. Yeah, like Fearling's Greatest Hits. Yeah, like, Come on, how many Cliff Richard? How many fucking Cliff Richard albums I've seen? <laughs> I'm not planning on I don't think I'm going to find many stars there but no where else have we been eating? Uh, we've been a couple of times well, I've been a couple of times and going again tomorrow Baja for the rainbow oh yeah Baja I forgot about that that was a good night out before Christmas that was yeah they invited time. us along to try some of the stuff there they were doing a bit of PR yeah they've got Bab about town helping them out with that now and well, she's fantastic so. Bab's social yeah that's so, what she's down for yeah her. go follow them and, um, yeah, food was fantastic. I've been there a couple of times anyway. I said I love their food. I just think they're so talented. Mate, I think chicken wings and shit are shit. Not their chicken wings. I just think chicken wings in general are shit. And I know like that's sacrilege to you, but chicken wings are the best thing I've I just don't like them. I don't like the faff. I don't like the gristly bits that you accidentally eat. I just think it's just for the amount of chicken you get there. Like, no. However. That makes Baja chicken wings absolutely perfect for me. Yeah, yeah, they just <laughs> pop them straight in. They no taste, bone. You know anything. what? But I am fussed about wings and I love them. And I class them Baja wings as some of the best wings I've had. Like they, they're that good. They're that. Oh, mate, if you put them in front of me and told me they were just boneless wings, I'd be like, yeah, nice. <laughs> Very good. Just tasty. Really <laughs> yeah, tasty. Really good. Yeah. The salmon and the salmon. Burgers, mate. Everything's good. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. Love Baja. Yeah, they're really on fire on all cylinders at that pub. So, like, it's a nice pub as well since the rainbow's yeah, been the done rainbow, up. It's yeah. done, they've done a great job of doing it all. It's nice to have it open, like it was always a bit of a sore on the Digbeth landscape. With an old legend like the yeah, rainbow closed. Yeah. The people that did the pub up have done a great job as well. Mm. Nice pub. It looks really nice. Can't, down, eh? can't recommend that enough. Yeah, 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 100%. Another place we recommend. Probably, do you know what? I probably recommend it nearly the most. And that's uh, Isaac's. Uh, I feel like we talk about it a lot, but we go there a lot. I think it's because it's so like relaxed and so affordable and so approachable. It's just an easy all-rounder to recommend. Because like, obviously, if you're asking me like my, my best restaurant, 
it's probably somehow like that you'll only be able to go for birthdays and special occasions. Yeah, if you said like O theme, people would go, oh, I can't afford that. Yeah, yeah. Come on. So the next best sort of option, but still fancy and food fucking phenomenal. Oh, great food and then obviously but it looks like it's a place you could go for a birthday if you want it because it's oh mate if it looks said nice I'll like, take the old deer out for a mm. 50th or whatever yeah they're like yeah go off with the table there it's very versatile it's good for first dates and stuff like that this isn't an advert I just I'm just thinking out loud <laughs> but they've got a vegan menu on at the menu on the menu they've got a vegan stuff on the menu at the moment yeah ve- well. veganuary specials not a massive fan of the whole veganuary thing but uh, I think if it kind of gets people eating more plant-based products, I think is a good idea. I don't like it if it's just like an afterthought. Some of these big chains are like Veganuary. They don't know, give a yeah. shit like, like about Nando's, the welfare. You're like, come on, fuck off, Nando's. But they don't care. Like, eleven months of the year, they could care less about the welfare of the animals. Now all of a sudden they're like yeah. shouting Veganuary. Like, come on, man. But uh, Isaac's put a lot of work in, haven't they? I loved it. I thought it was great. The hot dog. Well, it was as good as any hot dog. That's as well. In, in keeping with the whole New York theme, like, the hot dog was banging. Yeah, they've kept the food. So they've got mac and cheese. Mm. Like, that was right. nice, man. Vegan cheese is normally offensive, like. And I, I'm sorry if that is offensive, but... You know, it's not... <laughs> oh, you know me, I fuck vegan cheese. Like, <laughs> I'll eat everything vegan, but they have not got cheese right yet. No, but that mac and cheese was good. Very good. I like the bits nice. of squash I in enjoyed it, well. it, yeah. It was good. It was good. And the Korean chicken wings, which we said were nice, but just needs to be a little yeah, bit hot. Korean chicken thing, yeah. Yeah, it needs nice. to be hotter. But that hot dog, as I said, I was like, keep this on the menu, because I'd order that again. Moving Mountains. Shout out to Moving Mountains if you want to eat less meat. That's a, they're just a great replacement. I'd, I'd happily eat them on a, a barbecue or something, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll give up pork now, so you can have to... Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah I the barbecue's my ass, because I tend to just do hot dogs a lot of the time, so... Mm. I'll be hitting up sausage, you know, sausage, sausage, you know the company, sausage. Mm. I'll be hitting them because they do ones that aren't, they do a lot of beef and lamb sausages. Oh. I was going to say as well, they've got quite a few vegan things on their normal menu, so. Yeah, they're just, it's yeah. there anyway, yeah. Yeah, if you go in now expecting like vegan stuff, it's not there, there is stuff there all, all year round, you know. So we've got something else exciting starting up. Because this podcast, on top of my 10-hour day, five days a week job, wasn't enough work. <laughs> With the website and the show notes and the eating out, don't get me wrong, that's the good bit. <laughs> but I thought, what else could I do that's going to give me a load more work to do? I thought, I oh, know, I'll start a newsletter. So, obviously this podcast goes out every two weeks. On the Monday that there's no podcast, we're going to be releasing a brand new newsletter. Breaking Bread Bite Size. I mean, we're both going to be a part of it. It's not just me. I don't feel like... I don't want you to feel like I'm diminishing your work. Nah, man. Because uh, a big part of it... A big part of it is going to be... Uh, I'm hoping to do a few videos that tie in with the guests. So, like, they'll be, like, embedded into the the news newsletter every two weeks. So, maybe, like... If we have, like, um, a gin company on or something like that, you make a nice cocktail. Obviously, that's you. Or... Mate, some of your cooking. You, everywhere we go, people talk about your cooking. I don't know, man. Which one of your cooks? Carl. <laughs> I love cooking, man. Yeah, so if we, we could, I thought it'd be a good way of starting using the books as well. So if we have like, I don't know, Glimp and Alarm, we could cook something from, cook something from yeah, his book. Yeah, yeah. I thought, you know, 
These people are lucky. You're so lucky out there. <laughs> but then obviously it's a good way as well of like listing all the new openings that are coming up that we're going to be excited about. And it's just constant. It's just every week now there's something opening, isn't there? Yeah. I, I mean, can't, you know, we this is our hobby and we do this quite a lot and I can't keep up with the amount, so I don't know where anyone else is supposed to. Yeah, so I thought this would be a handy, like, fortnightly. This is what's opening these two weeks, you know. Because if we do it all on the intro, we're trying to do as much as we can on the intro, but it's like, there's just a massive list, obviously, like, chapter and everything, so... Most of that will be moving to the EMAS. So if you want to find out what's new and exciting and where we are eating and where you should be eating in Birmingham, just sign up to the newsletter. We'll leave a link in the show notes to this episode and every episode and on our website. So just join up on that and it will be all over. So I'm sure you'll be sick of seeing it. Break and bread bite size. Just something more for you. A good way of introducing you to the guests as well and introducing you to the next guest so you get like a sneaky peek at the next episode on there as well considered signing up to that on to today's episode yeah this was wicked episode. you know i always start off saying oh this was a wicked episode <laughs> yeah yeah they all are fucking wicked <laughs> episodes and this one especially like this was one of the ones i've laughed the most in. listening back to it like i've been obviously listening to it to edit and stuff and uh mate just just the laughing we laughed like the whole way through from yeah, beginning to end so funny so this is uh, Pip and Pip's hot sauce. Yeah, the legendary Pip, Pip's hot sauce. It's like, basically it's the Birmingham hot sauce. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. everyone knows about Pip's hot sauce. But yeah, it was so much fun. Really, like I hope it comes across well in this podcast. Just how much fun we had recording this one. Yeah, just she's just just so fucking interesting. Like yeah, you can go the public phone, just listen to her for hours talking about it. Yeah, very smart, articulate. Yeah, and funny. I don't even think we scratched the surface of a life either, really. No, we didn't. I mean, we've kind of got ahead of ourselves and just raced into this hot sauce. We just wanted to know about that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. how did you come up with this awesome hot sauce? Like, and like, how did you build that brand? And just got the two. I know I talked about Cure for Light a lot in this one on the interview, but since then I've been on the Nagatropolis hot sauce, and that might be as good, if not better. I've been putting it on everything. It's a lot hotter than Cure for Life. Though. It's an extra hot chili sauce. It says on the bottle, extra hot chili sauce. You know, it is hot, but I like hot anyway, so. I've got the original one, just the, the OG sauce, man. It's unbelievable. Really good sauce. Yeah, man. Goes well and lots of stuff, man. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> you, you'll hear all about the sauce. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. I'm just sitting here daydreaming about food with hot sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm to put it on. Yeah, obviously, massive thank you to Pip for coming on the show. Absolutely loved having her on. Yeah, proper legend. Really good stuff. I hope you enjoy her story and ladies and gentlemen. I'm all right, thank you. A bit cold, but otherwise okay. You've done a great job of the whole 
We haven't been talking for the last hour, Connor. <laughs> and do you know what? That's because I've got a two-second memory. I've forgotten everything that you said. I'm sure it was really witty and entertaining and stuff, but I just can't remember any of it. And you listen to a load of podcasts, so you already know how it works anyway, because every podcast starts like this, obviously. Absolutely. I'm really, really killing myself not to do the uh, disclaimer from all killer no filler right now. <laughs> I don't listen to it. What is it? Uh, it's um, and if we don't do this, uh, we do this podcast to stop ourselves list, uh, writing to serial killers. As in, oh no, fuck it, I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous now. You've made me all nervous now. I can't remember it. Fucking hell. <laughs> that sounds cool. Some of them are a bit cheesy. Do you, do you listen to Stephen Bartlett's podcast? No. It's like, um, I hope no one's listening. But if they are, keep it to yourself. And it's like, <laughs> oh, no, I'm. Uh, it's um, girls um, making jokes about murderers and fannies that I find funny. So <laughs> yeah. Both Matt things are pretty funny. Doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good fanny joke. Keeps you going. <laughs> cool. Have you got a favourite podcast? All killer, no filler. That's definitely. Favorite, yeah. yeah. Does it tend to change all the time? Mine always changes. Uh, now I've got uh, ones, well, different serials and stuff like that. Mm. Um, you binge, don't you? But then yeah, there's kind yeah. of regular ones that, that come in and out and stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, so, I mean, you've got classics like Teacher's Pets and stuff like that. Mm. The Aussies do really good deep dive crime ones, though. There's been some wicked one of the ones of those I listen to. So as I'm chopping the chilies and, you know, making it all together, I'm listening to podcast so about murder it's lovely <laughs> yeah. very very you know lovely warm atmosphere in the kitchen lots of stabby stabby yeah you know. and our podcast obviously obviously of course it goes without saying yeah. <laughs> so how did you get into food have you always, um, are you a chef have you always done no <laughs> um i've always cooked um my mum was absolutely fucking terrible cook really really bad <laughs> she didn't have a very good relationship with food at all and she's a bit of a nutter anyway um so I learned to cook from an early age because it was either eat shit or um be able to put some food in front of myself but I've always been a de-stress cooker so particularly liked making sort of chutneys and jams and all of that sort of malarkey and sauces so um Yes, yeah, so I've just always kind of done that to de-stress, really. Just like getting in the kitchen and making a bit of a mess. What was the best thing you made? Oh, God, growing up or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you know what? Best thing ever, and I still make it today, is the dad sandwich, right? Oh, this is so, so basic, right? But sometimes those are the things that stick with you. Now, it started off when I lived with my dad when I was a teenager. He used to send me to school with, do you remember Mighty White Bread? Yeah. Yeah, Mighty White, nice processed bread. With one side you've got Marmite, middle you've got strong cheddar, and the other side you've got crunchy peanut butter. That's the dad sandwich, right? Wow. <laughs> now, uh, when I got older, you know, a bit of a hunger, hangover and stuff like that. Um, in the shared house I was living in, we had a Breville toaster, dad sandwich in a Breville toaster with some hot sauce. You are rocking. I absolutely. <laughs> I've just done the mouth square. Do you know what? The reason that sticks to mind is because I had that, I basically had a version of that with uh, my Nagatrapolis sauce on crumpets for lunch. Uh, oh, and it was wow. a real comfort food moment. So it's not the poshest, but it's just yummy. One of my favourites. <laughs> Do you know what? I uh, I don't I don't love or hate Marmite. I kind of 
Really? I thought it was supposed to be one or the other. I don't mind it. I'll take it. I'm on them. I won't eat. Can't have it just on toast or something like that. But I can have it in stuff or with peanut butter. It goes really well with peanut butter. Do you know what? I really, really need to go um, to eat Vietnam again and try. um, Yeah, their peanut butter marmite wings are unreal. Well, he's doing collie wings with them on as well. I saw the other day. And that is straight up my street. Absolutely straight up my street. Oh, we love it, it I'm mad on it. Well, I've only I only been once when it um it was uh, with a couple of mates my first uh, when it just after it first opened we went for my birthday and um yeah it was a bit of a random night for lots of other reasons got nothing to do with going there but we need to go back because that was way too long ago. Yeah, it's actually flying. There's loads of stuff there, man. It's great, isn't it? I was yeah. at Attic Brew yesterday for um the uh, uh they were doing the Sturchy Swap Shop. Oh, so, yeah, 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 new yeah. jeans. Nice. <laughs> I know, well pleased with these. Uh, and I got um, Prelee's Vegetarian Bible as well, which I picked up at a clothes swap shop, as you do. But yeah, I I haven't drunk beer for fucking ages, about 15, maybe a bit longer. Um, just went off it, didn't like it anymore. Uh, and I, I think it was because of all the uh, the new sort of trendy craft ales and stuff. I was just like, there. No, I want something that tastes like pop. <laughs> I'm the generation that gr- that grew up on uh, going out and drinking fucking fat bloody frog. no fucking alco pops. Yeah, and there was yeah. nothing with a fat frog. No, yeah, WKD blue. No, you see uh, VK orange, and there was something. Oh, Bacardi Breezer. No, it was Bacardi Breezer orange. Oh, and WKD Blue, that was it. I want a smell of ice. Sick, but I also it. feel really pissed off that I missed out on this. Oh, it was <laughs> delicious. But it sounds it. I don't know if it's just in Ireland, but I'm sure they've made one now, like a pre-mixed fat frog. So it's like green, bright green. Thing. Getting oh. my phone out and Googling it <laughs> now. No, it's um, called Club yeah. Frog. Mm, sounds all right. Yes, yeah, so I, I hadn't drank any beer for ages. And we were doing a market up at Attic Brew. And they've got this great guy. Oh, Julian or Justin or something like that. I can't remember his name because I'm shit at names. Uh, and I told him I didn't like beer and he was like, aha, you'll like this. And he came over <laughs> with their garden party. Fucking lovely. Yeah. What a relief that is. Because imagine that. Like, I still fucking hate beer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, absolutely. A bit embarrassing. But no, he, he knew exactly what he was talking about. But yeah, so clothes swap and beer, absolute heaven. Perfect. <laughs> Oh man, Attic's good beer as well. Mm, really it is. Good I've since had others of their beer because I bought Matt like a huge, huge, like 30 can box for Christmas. <laughs> Here you go, Bab. Happy Christmas. Oh, by the way, I'm just having that one. Oh, I'm that one. Oh, and I might have that one too. <laughs> it's hard now, isn't it? Like people say they don't like beer, but it's that for. It's that many beers. Smashing, yeah. right, it's bound to be something you like. Well, I think that's it as well, but. Also, you don't really want to go into a bar and be like one of the real L twats from Viz, do you? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let me have my little thimble and try 10, <laughs> 10 different types until I find one that's acceptable for me because I'm so special. No. Yeah. That was me in my 20s in the welly. No, <laughs> but we did pints. We were like, I'm not going to know. I don't want to taste. I'll just have a pint. I've made my bit. I'm going with it now. If it tastes like shit, I'm still drinking the whole thing. And that, Sometimes I did go and get the third, no, the third oh, glasses. God. I did like that. I know. I was that sad. <laughs> now I don't no. drink, so. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, mm. so come full circle. Attic brew, though. Love it. Really yeah, good. Really good place. Back to your superstar cooking. 
thank you. So what did you do when you left school? Did you go to uni? And... Um, went to uni, studied politics. Uh, yeah. yeah um, then I went travelling, was supposed to be for not very long, but ended up being for about three years. <laughs> Got carried away. Uh, and then, oh God, I've had so many different jobs. I'm basically a really shit employee. Um, what did, was there a job in particular you wanted to do when you studied politi- politics? No, not at all. Not no. at all. Um, I just, it, I, I suppose, I'm really glad I went to uni because I was probably the last generation to get to do it. And uh, they just bought in student loans but we didn't have any tuition fees and stuff like that so I'm glad I did it but at the same time it was a bit of a waste of resources really because I didn't really have a game plan I wish I'd gone um, gone to catering college because you know that would have st- you know actually been something I would have enjoyed but at the time there was so much fucking snobbery about it yeah which is just you look back on it now and you think that's just so weird that there would be that kind of like snobbery. like hoity-toity. You're yeah. like restaurants, you had to wear suits and a fucking dinner jacket and all this shit just to go in and pay for some food. Yeah. Hang on, I'm fucking paying for it while I've got to dress up nice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's just, yeah, I mean, I'm glad the, the tables flipped there. But yeah, so I never did. But last thing I was doing, and it's part of the reason that it kind of all came together and, and really helped me launch Pips Hot Sauce in a weird kind of way because I was working for the Birmingham Black Country Wildlife Trust and just as I created this sauce which I'll have to tell you the story because it sounds like bollocks because it's such a nice story but it's not it's all true <laughs> um it's it genuinely sounds like some PR birds written it anyway but I, I was working at the Wildlife Trust and the contract that because it you know, charity, funded, EU money, all the rest of it, it was coming to an end and I didn't really get on with the development manager there. I wasn't quite sure, but it was one of those where it was like, ooh, don't like you. And you could tell he felt the same way. So there wasn't going to be more funding for my position. Uh, and, And at that time, I just didn't know what to do and I'd started to make some hot sauce and my friend was doing a chutney company and she said, do you want to come and help, you know, have a bit of my space on my farmer's market stalls and yeah because of the way that the job was going that just worked really well and they dovetailed into each other but how I invented the sauce and this is so slick it sounds bollocks as I've said (laughs) basically we were having a pizza me and Matt my partner at the plow one day bad hangover um, you know, not in the greatest of moods. And I was having a right old bitch and a moan and to shut me up so he could enjoy his pint and his pizza. And that literally got me to... Oh, this was it. There was no hot sauce there. And they did have this sauce that I quite liked, but there wasn't any. So I was moaning and bitching about it. And that got me to write a list on the back of a napkin about what would be in my ideal chilli sauce. So because I was working for a charity and I was always making jams and chutneys and shit like that anyway... Um, so I just go home and make some and give it to people for Christmas presents because I had bugger all money because I wasn't earning very much and everybody apart from one person was like give me more give me more and that one person's a bit of an arsehole anyway so he doesn't count (laughs) (laughs) how close is that is that the first source that was yeah yeah so how close is that version to the current version is it the same exact same recipe you wrote down on that napkin do you know what I think out of all the recipes that's there's little obviously there's things like balance we're getting the ph balance rights and stuff like that and salt levels and stuff but it's pretty much yeah you could if you if you could find that napkin i could probably make <laughs> something that doesn't taste so too different to la boca del diablo so who did you give it to that helped spur you on to just 
Everybody them. really. I gave gave friends loads of jars and you know did that. And then after the Christmas, um, I was around at a friend's house. We'd been partying as we used to do before I became self-employed and had no time to myself. Um, <laughs> and um, Oh, a bit drunk and a friend's like, yeah, yeah, I'll design you a label. You've got to put this in bottles. Da, da, da. You've got to do this. And so I played it back to him when he was sober and he committed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then I was back at the plough with, I had this label that I'd cut, printed off on my printer at home, cut off and print sticked onto a bottle in my handbag that I would just bought to use my own supply. <laughs> and one of the old bar staff sort of tapped us on the shoulder and said, oh, can I and give this to the boss and he went off and give it, uh, gave it to Adam Adam came out and I, I genuinely thought he was going to tell me off for using my own consmen and he didn't he ordered some and, and that was it that was like you know how Pips Up Sauce got launched and that the, was the first order that's a yeah. good order to get from first yeah it was wasn't it it's a great place as well yeah such yeah. a good place yeah and lovely people but yeah. I think that's you know that's the thing in Birmingham we've got a lot of really nice people doing good things so we're kind of lucky a few knobheads doing stupid things, but you know, yeah. <laughs> fuck them, you know, fuck them yeah. Leave, leave them to themselves, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say, there's like a little, um, like family tree, you know, like the ones from Simpsons for like the Michelin star chef. There's like one from the plow where like loads of cool people have come from the plow, isn't there? Like, oh, absolutely. Done, yeah. I think as well, there'd probably be one from the soul food project as well. And definitely, the church, yeah, yeah definitely. big time. But Carl was, and, and you know, still is very much in sort of, you know, giving people the skills and helping them spread their wings, which is really great attitude, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. I wouldn't be like that with stuff. I'd be like, no way, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're my bitch now. <laughs> so how do you get from the plough on in it to a full-time job selling it? Um, so yeah, so that happened and my friend Ra Rachel had a business called Kerfuffle, Kerfuffle Preserves <laughs> and um, she just started doing farmer's markets and she said, look, why don't you have some of my table, like a third of my farmer's market table? So um, yeah, we got together and sort of taking each other to markets and stuff like that and oh I used to be so bad though because we were still really partying and stuff in those <laughs> days. And I don't think I for the first year I don't think I ever did a single hangover um, single farmer's market without a horrendous hangover but oh god I don't know how I did it <laughs> so but those times have changed but um yeah no she was she was brilliant in sort of supporting me and helping me to do that and then it just kind of snowballed from there so like I you know I'd got more recipes more interest so i kind of put my big girl pants on and got my own stall and yeah um and then it grew from there and just word of mouth i'm absolutely shit at the business side of things um it's kind of like a, a little it's it's a it really is the only thing that holds us back really is i'm i'm crap at that side of things so everything all the growth that's happened has been pure luck and word of mouth I don't think it's luck. I wouldn't agree with luck, but Aww. word of mouth, definitely. We have yeah. had this with a few people. There's people have got this talent or they're able to do something, but monetizing it and making a business, because you don't have to just be good at making a sauce. You no. can make a great sauce, but then you've got to market it, sell it, yeah. work out your own profit margins and what you can afford to do. And that it's, bit's not really taught too much. Or no, it's the upscaling for me that I'm absolutely, you know, just, it's got to the point where, I mean, 
along the sort of journey. Well, I hate that word. <laughs> along the Pips Hagthorpe journey. Sounds like I'm about to launch into an M- M- MLM pitch. Um, but anyway, um, we have had investors come to us and talk to us. And for various, I mean, thank God on a couple of them for various different reasons. We've not gone into any relationships like that. Um, and But looking at it, I'm quite pleased because I think, I'm lucky now and I'm more comfortable in now that I, I know that I know enough to know that I don't know enough about that shit. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really glad that we never made any decisions about that in the past because I, I know I've got a better idea of how bad my my knowledge is lacking in those areas. And that makes me more comfortable in going, well, okay, this isn't something I know about. So if things like that happen again, I, w- I know that I know now almost what questions to ask. Mm. Whereas before, my knowledge was so shit, I didn't even know what questions to ask. (laughs) (laughs) If that makes any sense. Were you close to taking any of them investments? There was one in particular I was, yeah, very much so. But I'm really, it would have been a fucking huge mistake. So hard, isn't it? I could imagine creating something and then someone offering you money, you'd be like, yes. (laughs) But then at the same time, it must be so hard to just say, actually, you know what, this isn't right for us. As well, I mean, you kind of got to get... It's that imposter syndrome thing as well. Um, initially, I think as well, um, because, you know, I'm not a chef. I'm not a professionally trained uh, cook. Um, and and also being a woman in this sector as well, particularly hot sauce. If you go to a, a, a fucking... This is why I don't do like hot sauce festivals, because I just get really sick of the Jeremy Clarkson's hot. <laughs> What's your hottest love? Oh, you've got to think hot sweet cakes. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, anyway, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not part of that. Um, so I very much had imposter syndrome. You know, somebody going to tap me on the shoulder and say, come on, stop doing this. You, you don't know what you're doing. Um, you know, who are you to, to bring out something you've cooked and mm. give it to other people? You know, go home. But I don't have that anymore. So I'm quite happy, you know, just rocking along. What was it that made that stop? I just... just chilling out a little bit just chilling out and also i think you get to the point where if if people are saying you you do you're doing something right oh god this is gonna make me sound like a right wanker but anyway (laughs) if if people are telling you that you're doing something right every single day eventually you stop stop feeling really uncomfortable about that and go actually thank you thank you that'll do that's all right that'll do i think maybe we get mellowed as well as we get a little bit older. Oh, yeah, definitely. We feel more comfortable with stuff. And... Oh, I do. I'm talking for myself. Was it, what about, because you won a couple of awards as well, like you got mm. the tastes. A couple? <laughs> Loads of Thank awards. you. You're my favourite. You can get to the back of the room. I was going to say, which was the first? Was it the taste? Or Great taste award. First? The first one I won was uh, for the barbecue, La Barbacoa. And I was absolutely fucking gutted it wasn't for the La Boca del Diablo. <laughs> Instead of being like, wow, thank you, that's great. I was like, you absolute wankers. Yeah. Like, really? Do you not know? People love this sauce in Birmingham. You're just basically dissing grummies. <laughs> yeah, bit of a twat. <laughs> but, um, and then then the next year we uh, went uh, for the La Boca del Diablo, so I calmed down. Uh, and then we've got uh, the Boca Grande, the pineapple one, which I actually created um, for the plough for their Boca Grande Take Nights. Uh, mm. And then we've got, oh yeah, this year we won 
two for the Nagatropolis, the hot one, and also for the Cure for Life, which I only entered as a bit of a left field one because I, I didn't think it would. I thought it might annoy them slightly. <laughs> Yeah. No, 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 that no, not annoy them slightly. I just, I, it was just, you know, curiosity. What would they make of this? Really, I didn't think I'd get an award for it whatsoever, but I did. So that's no. wicked. Of course, we won the BBC um, Good Feed Show Bursary Award as well at one point. But that was good. So that all kind of helps with the imposter syndrome, must it? Yes, yeah. <laughs> just a bit. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to stop in and jump in and say that cure for life. I know we were talking about it earlier. It's the greatest sauce on the planet. Yeah, You're, very, you are so definitely nice. my favourite. You know that, don't you? Um, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's such really a mentally weird. good sauce. Thank you. It's really weird. Um, it initially because of the collaboration with Focke Wolf doing the label, working with Provide. Um, it was very much people would buy it off the back of that. Um, and I don't think, it, it, literally it's only in the last six months that I've got people going, that tastes so, so good. And really talking about the flavour now. It's really weird how that's been such a slow burner. And now it's kind of, um, it's really, yeah, people are really getting it and loving it and giving it a lot of love, which is great. I was going to say, I know he did the, he helped, well, they helped you with the label for that, for the Fucker Wolf one, but your labels are quite cool. Do you do them yourself? No, 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 no. Uh, it's my friend Chris um, done the initial design and was stuff. Was that the original one who came to you and said, this is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's still got him. <laughs> yeah, the drunk one. Um, he, he, he's done all of that. And then, I mean, there've been various other um, art, local artists, friend Simon Petplow, his stuff's really cool. He did the, um, um, the oil label. Um, obviously, Focke Wolf did the um, uh, Kill for Life, uh, and then um, the guys from the Plow in did the Boca Grande one, and um, Will Tat did the onions. So Tat Vision. Um, but I like to do as much stuff, you know, with people. I know there's a new artist actually that um, my friend Nick from my vintage print so she's very up on her arts um, she sent me something uh, about a local female artist last week and I was like messaging her straight away because I've got this sauce <laughs> in the back of my head well actually I haven't I've got this, a jar of it sat in my kitchen that I was going to do another collaboration with somebody this year and it's just not come off and I saw this and I was like you you do you want to do a collab and she's like shit yes and i was just like oh i really should have worded that a bit more explained a bit more but thank god she's responded positively so that's all good so that will be happening um with another local artist this year at some point as well so and then of course we've got home of metal uh, and their designer designed that there's one in their bag there that i bought you some sauce because obviously i'm bribing you to be nice <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you <laughs> so i feel like that's where if this was being filmed we'd hold it up again that one i know <laughs> we'll take a photo yeah i'll put a photo that is a cool bottle that is fucking oh, awesome bottle thank it looks you so bad the wax melting's cool yeah i had to get um a lesson from the guys at digbury so uh thank you josh for your lesson and i absolutely <laughs> promise that that recipe will go to the grave with me i'm sworn to secrecy <laughs> but um yeah yeah, an invaluable lesson because there's a lot more to wax dipping than you'd think but it's so addictive <laughs> not bored of that yet no looks fun i've seen it done i'm like oh well when i'm bored of it you're welcome to come around <laughs> glass blowing i really want to do glass blowing i don't know anywhere you can do glass blowing black country i can't find work. anywhere that does just a day class glass blowing I bet you I can. So if you listen to this and you do glass blowing courses, 
<laughs> it's a very random request. But if he you do, actually, let me know. Actually, funnily enough, the guy that I buy my bottles off did a glass, a glass uh, blowing course for a, you know, for a jolly, but yeah. he's he's far away. So sorry. <laughs> oh man, are you going to get shitty perfume bottles for Christmas next year if you get some of this course? You're going to get <laughs> like yeah, a, a yeah, really, yeah. really bad vase. I have to pretend it's really nice and it's all oh, misshaped. Oh, thanks. Nice vase, you bet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it supposed to, the water's supposed to come out there. <laughs> so how many sources have you made in total, different ones? <laughs> She goes to her web page. Um, <laughs> I am literally going to have to count. I think it's 11. Wow. So. And are all 11 still in production? No, there's a couple that aren't, actually. Um, the Peaky Blinder sauce, which is the one with chocolate habaneros, um, I'm, I've stopped doing that. And the reason I've stopped doing that is because over with when the world went crazy, um, I stopped being able to get hold of a good fresh supply of chocolate habaneros, enough to be able to do it. Um, so, I mean, that will come back. Occasionally, we did do a um, uh, one with pumpkin is in as well, um, which we stopped doing, but we might, I don't know, it's a time thing. Um, it's one that I don't really enjoy making, so <laughs> back of the queue. Yeah. About raking over, like, negativity, have you been affected much by, like, Brexit and stuff, like, importing chilies? Or... Where did you just come from? Wholesale market. <laughs> Wholesale market. Um, so they're not they coming UK? from the UK. No. no um, the, uh, there's a particular spot that I get my chilies from because I like the freshness, the consistency of the batches. and um, But they're not coming through Europe, so that hasn't been affected yet. What has been affected is that I use uh, as a base um, peppers, you know, just capsicum uh, in uh, a couple of my sauces. Now that, it can just swing ridiculously mm. one way or the other. In terms of supply or price? Um, <laughs> supply, not so much, but we are seeing that a little bit more now. But then again, this is crappy time of year, particularly mm. because normally at this time, like this time of year, early year, they're coming from Holland and places like that. But it has, supply has been a bit weaker. I don't mm. want to, I don't know whether I'm looking for that particularly yeah. though um but price is just <laughs> absolutely it swings from one to uh, one thing to another so that's but you know we just got to crack on haven't we and kill all tories <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm down with that yeah, I'm yeah. Down with that. we should stop the podcast and just go and do it <laughs> i'm joking yeah don't, don't please don't kill, kill anyone yeah no well <laughs> or anyone yeah don't kill anyone yeah, don't, don't kill anyone, but yeah, don't, definitely, <laughs> definitely don't vote for them. No, we don't understand that. <laughs> I'd get it. <laughs> How do you develop new recipes? And is it because there's like it's people asking for something in particular, or do you just think, ah, fuck, I want to try something new? Um, 50 50. Yeah. Uh, it, with all the original recipes, the earlier recipes, there was a lot of oh, fuck it, I just want to try something new. Then with some things, it will be like, like for instance, I mentioned that that young female artist I want to do something with, that recipe um, I've had knocking about in my head for a while, but normally because I need a bit of a push to have the time and the inclination to, to get something like that going and, and working with a new artist, like that is a bit of a push. I can sort of match that sort of collaboration up with that source uh, and... 
and a couple of things have happened like that well I've had an, an idea in the back of my ha- head but I just haven't had that drive to get it out there until somebody's said like the plan said look we're doing this taco night oh bingo right I've got this <laughs> idea brilliantly um so it's just been really lucky timing I think but then the um having said that the black mass was the one that I've spent longest redoing initially when we were going to do it it was going to be a beetroot base as well way 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 back and um, that was before because we were actually talking about doing it before um corona yeah um and then obviously that got shelved and i'd done some sort of practice runs of this kind of beetroot ketchup hot sauce one so yeah you're making a very very <laughs> enthusiastic <laughs> face there <laughs> maybe i'm gonna have to relook at this for a <laughs> <laughs> that's it's- nice i feel like that's like one of the garlic ones when the most complex kind of ones the uh black mass yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well it's um it was tri- tricky as well because i'm not actually a big black garlic fan which is weird because i totally thought that i was gonna love it when i first tried it yeah. um and it just doesn't quite float my boat which is really weird because it ticks all the boxes for me i wonder if that helped though because it's not too overwhelmingly probably black did garlic, like, probably did yeah <laughs> probably did bit. probably did mm. so is there a flavour sauce you've wanted to make and tried to make and you just can't get it to work? No. So you've managed to achieve all your sauce goals. Well, I suppose because, <laughs> because, you know, somewhere in the back of my head, it's always about things that I like the flavour of. Yeah. So, you know, when I'm thinking, oh, would that go with that? It's because they're things that I like already. So I suppose they they're kind of already been through an, uh, an edit in my in my brain somewhere not that my brain does a lot of editing <laughs> as this podcast probably shows <laughs> do you make the sauce at home yeah yeah well um we used to use the kitchen at the plow um then when my house burned down not sauce related um we rebuilt the kitchen obviously uh, and changed it around and then we were looking at moving out again covid um and i just think whilst we can because we've got storage and we've got different things obviously it's not just the kitchen we've got storage space we've got you know special areas for different things and stuff like that um i just think you know it's a bit of a risk with things still being a bit dodge mm. yeah well if you can do it you might as well yeah exactly do you know what i mean so I'll start making your bottles for you. Pardon? I'll start making the bottles. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> the you, 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 you can play the bottles. You can do the wax. <laughs> it's not going to be brilliant. It's definitely not going to be brilliant. It's going to be rubbish. Is she You're going to have faith. <laughs> Look, you, you know, you're stumping on his creativity before he's even started. Uh, it's one of these things I've never done. 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 I'm certain I'm going to be good at it. <laughs> I'm not going to get there. I'm not going to be able heart. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a big tantrum right there. I don't think you have the patience. I think I feel like it's something you're going to have a lot of patience for is blowing <laughs> you'd know <Thanks>. you. <laughs> <laughs> I really wondered where that was going then which is your hottest hot sauce um so <laughs> it depends how heavy handed I've been <laughs> no it's either the Naga or the Cure for Life but the Nagatropolis is my favourite and the Cure for Life is Matt's favourite so it depends which one of us you ask the, however, 
not sauce, but the hottest thing I do by far is the onions. They're fucking ridiculous. <laughs> what gave you the idea to do the onions? Um, I absolutely, I've always made pickled onions, you know, right. always. And I always do it every Christmas and I always make them hot. Uh, and I give them away, like, even before I started making onions, I've been giving Jack a, um, from DDC a jar and a few other people. And, and then it was just like, fuck it, yeah, let's make some pickled onions, make them really hot. And then I realised how fucking annoying pick, uh, um, peeling little onions is. So I got a rumbler. I thought that would do the trick. Uh, uh, trashes the onions. Yeah, absolutely. So they all have to be hand done. So it's like, okay, those, those are hot, but I really don't want people to eat them that quickly. They must make them fucking hot. <laughs> One of them, so, you're a little bit disappointed that they're so popular. Like, oh, um, <laughs> no, no. Ask me that question again when I'm in, in the middle of peeling a load yeah. of little fuckers. Yeah. What makes them so hot is the chi- actual chilies in the... Yeah, yeah, it's um, uh, Trinidad scorpions, so. Oh, nice. They oh. sound fucking hot. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. You don't call a chili that if they're not hot, do you? There's a reason they're called UAK onions. <laughs> Jeez. Would you ever make a hot sauce ridiculously hot just to see if you could get away with it? Well, that's kind of when you get into the chemistry side of things, yeah. when you're talking um, uh, extracts and stuff like that. So, um, and for me, it really is about, you know, Eating, eating stuff so but i think when you get to the extracts and stuff that's a bit sciencey and techy which is great some people want to do that but um i just want to eat nice stuff and make stuff that's nice to eat what's that, what does that mean ex was it ex extract oh extract oh, yeah so you don't use the whole chili um i don't know how they do it but i think it's a little bit like making gin <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I've got that from. I probably completely made it up. But I think you just have you have to extract the capsicum, which is the bit in the chili, the chemical in the chili that's yeah. really hot. So yeah, it's all very breaking, breaking bad. Yeah. I can't say breaking bad or breaking bread in the same. Place. <laughs> I always get one mixed up or the other. <laughs> I've seen him do it. He's like an alchemy type thing. It looks yeah, it looks science, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, how much? Me. How much did you know about chilies before you started? hot loads no. now do you know what i think uh i might have developed a hot sauce habit when i was living in america um and just having hot sauce on everything and um, not sort of taking much notice of what particular hot sauce because it wasn't really that much choice anyway um but obviously then being in birmingham lots of uh, caribbean hot sauces around so i think i've always had a love for scotch bonnets because a, that's what I'm most familiar with. And to me, the fruity flavour is the best. So I just absolutely adore that that balance of heat and fruit. Um, so I'm predisposed to like that a lot because it's what I've always known. Um, but then since I've started, there have been so many more different varieties of chilies growing. It's almost quite competitive, isn't it? Mm. Um, and, and there are some that I can take and some that, Flavor-wise, I'm just not interested in it at all. So it's really grown, but I think that's at the same time since I've started the the whole sort of chili industry and the chili varieties that are available has has blossomed. So I'm just lucky in the fact that my knowledge has been able to grow with it. But I'm not an expert because again, I'm just about making making some hot stuff that I want to eat. <laughs> More of an expert than say us, like, <laughs> certainly about that. Yeah. Uh, have you lived in Mexico? No, I haven't. Oh, have you been to Mexico? No. 
No, I know. It's, I'm absolutely gutted because some people I know are on holiday there at the moment are bastards. Uh, yeah, so, nice no, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it'll happen. We'll get there once once the world settles down. I just remember watching, I, don't, I can't remember where they went. I think it was, uh, what's the name of the fajita kit? Not El Paso, the other one. No. Oaxaca. Oaxaca. It's a oh, place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anthony Bourdain in Parts Unknown when he yeah. went to Oaxaca. Oh, wicked. I'm sure it was that one. And he was just like in the uh, market just trying chilies. And I was like, nice. oh, man, looks so good. But like most of the food was like more of the like kind of salsas, different salsas yeah. and pulses and stuff. And it looked unbelievable. Yeah, definitely. And then some of it just like, he was like, I, I can't eat that. <laughs> too hard. <laughs> too hard. I was like, I'd love to have a go. I don't know how I get on not eating meat though, because there's not a lot of, I mean, you look at things and there's a lot of sort of nose to tail sort of cooking going on over there, isn't there? Yeah. So, but um, I'll give it a go. <laughs> in Oaxaca, it's uh, very vegetarian. Oh, vegetable led, yeah. I, I can't remember if it was just that part of I Mexico. I don't think I've seen that episode. I'll have to look it yeah, up. I'm sure it was um, parts unknown. I get lost now because he's got another thing on Amazon that I've watched as well. So. Yeah, right. I'll look it up. Yeah, but it does look awesome though. Mm, definitely. My kind of background eating that sort of stuff is definitely the sort of um, Tex-Mex style mm. stuff because of just eating in diners and, and that when I was in the States. And also where I worked in Vegas, there was a Mexican restaurant right next door hand. And we're not talking Mexican, we're talking American Mexican food. So um, just um, living on breakfast burritos that I'd have for breakfast, like the veggie breakfast <laughs> burrito. Absolutely loved that place, Mamacita's. Yeah. And, uh, it's still something we haven't got like loads of like I know we got Ala Mexicana like what Terra Tacos now <laughs> oh yeah too oh, yeah, too do you know what I've got to go to that place in Bearwood I can't believe we haven't <laughs> gone Mexicana. I haven't been yet it's been on top of my list for so long now I just yeah totally need to get there but like we have just not had the chance to do, to do anything like the build up to Christmas was just so fucking insane and we can't believe it I mean markets went mental um and and the online was insane as well so we've just literally um didn't stop and then it got to christmas and it was just like collapsing in a a, a, a heap it's your busiest time christmas yeah yeah definitely i mean we have busy moments over the summer as well but i think mm. this christmas actually it caught us uh it kind of winded us a little bit because it was just yeah. so insanely busy but at the same time so positive just so so like everybody's just like loving like you know being supporting local businesses and just being so freaking lovely it was honestly it was just yeah it just really i mean i i wish i wasn't quite sort of surprised but it was just so overwhelming in a way because i think although the last year we have kind of been open and there have been farmers markets and stuff like that um and, you, and also, you, you're still lots away in your bubble, so you don't realise how how much your stuff is reaching out there and how mm. many people have your stuff in their cupboard and love it and stuff mm. like that. And when they're coming out and telling you, it's a bit like, wow, shit. <laughs> it's not so, that with Christmas. That's people not just buying it for their own nah. delight. That's people buying it to give to other people. Yeah. So they know it's good already. And they're just giving it to people. Yeah, so that must it be just, a great feeling. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. And then we'll start getting in the next couple of months, um, we'll start getting people putting orders in from the website and the little message they're going, oh, my mate bought me this from Christmas and this one's my favourite and stuff. And oh, I had a taste of it set for Christmas. Which one's this one? And blah, blah, blah. And yeah, that's that's wicked. Honestly, it gives you such a buzz when you read that. Uh, yeah, the repeat customers coming yeah. back now. Yeah. 
<laughs> and they wouldn't have known about it unless some really cool brummy gave them the, <laughs> gave them the lovely gift. Yeah. Do you find you have quite a reach? Is it sold nationwide? Um. Well, yes and no, but it's kind of been like the people wider. Um, there are, you know, there is exceptions to this, obviously, but then we've got um, a lot of regular customers who are ex-Brummies. So there's a family in Gibraltar. And he's now also got all of whom he works with into the pips as well. Uh, and then, you know, we've got customers. Well, we do have customers everywhere, but a lot of them are ex-Brummies. So yeah. we have a wide reach as Brummies. We do get around. We do, yeah. I just wonder if there's uh, like a specific place outside of Birmingham where you go, we send a lot of orders there. What's going on? <laughs> she man. This, this guy, I swear to God, he's ta- I, I think he must have got everybody on the island to buy a bottle. He gets like, because um, of Brexit and all the rest of it, and even though, you know, I think, you know, it's different the regulations there because they're partly started, but part of the UK, yeah. aren't they? Um, but he gets a big shipping container, so you'll get this order through to the shipping container company. Um, and it's like, oh, right, that's that's this guy. And you just know that he's stocking up for loads of different people and with half filling up a shipping container. <laughs> I love that. <coughs> When's a shipping container of chilli sauce coming? Coming next week. Chill. <laughs> it's, it'll be here. <laughs> I should make him my agent or something, shouldn't I? No, sh- scrap that. I want some money. <laughs> Payment chilli sauce. Yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> I nearly dropped you in it. I was going to say, is that who them litre bottles of chilli sauce were for? No, no, it's not. It's not actually. They only go to commercial customers. I don't do them for, for members of the have you had a, have you ever Have you ever had anyone ask? Oh, all the fucking yeah. time. Every yeah. single market. Oh, can I have these? Why can't you do them in bigger bottles? Can't I have these and this and da, 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 da. No, only commercial ki- uh, kitchens that are going to use it quickly get that. <laughs> so <laughs> it just makes my life a lot easier as well because I've got to separate things out and stuff. So... And I don't have to worry about people leaving them around for ages and stuff. Have you ever been contacted, like, to go and do, like, a commercial kitchen? Like, take over, like, a pub Uh, Not so much, but I did get contacted by Dragon's Den last year. Did you? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were they like? No, and they contacted you. Yeah, they contacted I, me. I thought this was the opposite way. Well, that's what I thought as work. well. That's what I thought as well. No, it was about this time last year, and they, somebody contacted me. Um, and said, would you think about appearing on Dragon's Den? And obviously, I'm fucking, I've, t- I've said what I think about businessy stuff. You absolutely no <laughs> fucking way. I might as well run naked from the street. You know, there are quicker ways to embarrass myself, right? Um, so, um, but I thought I'll have a, I'll just be myself and be really natural and go along with this. And if, if, if they don't realise what a fucking disaster it would be, I will back <laughs> it out. So we, so we went um, quite far of like phone interviews and different stuff like that. And I was just saying some ridiculous things like, yeah, go hard or go home. <laughs> Literally said that to them. They were like, oh, you know, um, uh, what, what sort of thing investment would you want? I'm like, well, I, I really believe in the rave and go hard or go home and oh, just absolute dog shit I was coming out with. And funnily enough, I didn't get on the brain. Oh, what a shame. Oh, that would have been so funny. That would never oh, have happened. Shocked me that they're going out trying to find people. Like, yeah. Wouldn't have seen that. No, I, I, um, I think 
I think I heard that they do that quite a lot because I was looking into it a little bit just about what the process was and stuff. And I think a couple of people have said that they were approached. I'll tell you what, you've got to feel absolutely wounded if you've got on it and you've had to like beg to get on it and you find out that everybody else has had a phone call. It's been invited on. <laughs> Isn't really that arsed. <laughs> You look at it, that reggae reggae sauce did well, and that's terrible. So you do really well on it, <laughs> Yeah, get Matt on with his guitar. Made his career, though. So. Did? did? Yeah, didn't making it? money, didn't you? I wouldn't mind the house in Jamaica, please. Yeah, I'd have <laughs> yeah. love one of them, please. Tell you what, you can come and stay. <laughs> Not you, though, because he's the favourite. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about the barbecue sauce. Talk about the barbecue sauce. How then. did that come about? Because that was my gateway. That wasn't really the gateway. Yeah, at that very first. Oh, actually, we better not bring that up because I'm going to go further down the favour because <laughs> that was like three years ago, and I asked you to be on the podcast like three years ago, and we're just doing it now. <laughs> at that very first one, I was like, I'm a bit of a wimp, but I quite like. It. And you're like, try barbecue sauce, Do you and know I was what? like. Yeah, I'll try it. And then after that, then I was like, yes. There you go. <laughs> Gateway drug. Um, yeah, uh, that actually, uh, <laughs> when I was living in Las Vegas again, we had a bit of a bonkers neighbour. Uh, and it's really old, really, really alcoholic. I feel like everyone in Vegas is going to have a bonkers neighbour. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's kind of like the law. But um, yeah, uh, and it was um, her family recipe for barbecue sauce that I tweaked. Um, and I'm pretty sure she's dead now. So, I, or, hope. Well, not hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> you hope that she's not coming no, for royalty. No, no, no. But um, yeah, I mean, the signs were pointing that way. Um, so it was kind of um, came from that and then tweaked a bit. And obviously I added lots of scotch bonnets to it. Well, was, not too many. Was there a lot of people asking for it though? What, barbecue? Yeah, there yeah. were actually. And it was coming up to summer and I just fancied it. I was like, I really want, you know, I want some barbecue sauce. I want some barbecue yeah. sauce. I'm like, oh, do you know what? This was it. I, had, um, I was at a friend's and I had a little, um, she had one of those little thingies from McDonald's of barbecue sauce. And I was putting my nagger into it and dipping potato <laughs> wedges into it. And it was just like, this is ridiculous. I need to make some barbecue sauce, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> But that's not the recipe. So no, that's not the it. recipe. No, it's not no, McDonald's no. barbecue. You see, <laughs> no. you see Pip at the drive-thru, she's not just ordering 20,000. <laughs> <laughs> How come you made a second barbecue sauce? Because I wanted it hotter. Ah, okay. So, and also barbecue and, and bourbon go together. So it just yeah. seemed like a natural sort of progression to it. Um, I think like you, it was my gateway barbecue. And then I wanted, I liked it, but I wanted it a bit hotter. And yeah. why not sit some bourbon in it too? That's kind of the way it's happened with a lot of them. Even with my my first one, which is the smoked garlic chilli and lime, that came from that back of a napkin, my ideal chilli sauce. Started absolutely fine. But obviously doing this, handling chilies all the time, my own taste got hotter. So the Nagatropolis is basically the same recipe as that, but with the additional Naga, Naga chilies in as well, because I'd personally grown grown out of that sauce I needed a hotter one yeah yeah and you, you do get more used to it and the more chilli the more you can yeah. handle do you even find your sauce is hot now oh yeah definitely um with women as well it's uh time of the month thing um and mm -hmm. you know well, this is actually 
I've never like, heard it. No, it sounds like bollocks. I actually said that years ago, me and Rachel were doing a, uh, she's the one that I used to share the market with, a uh, stall at um, a market outside of the Queen Elizabeth Hospital. Now, I'd anecdotally read or heard that somewhere. Probably read it on the internet, hadn't I? Um, that depending on where a woman is and in her cycle, um, her heat reception will go up or down. Uh, and there was a doctor who basically, yes, and he spent 10 minutes explaining to me why that is, and I can't remember a single word he said. No. But basically, but I'm confirmed right. confirmed it. Basically, I'm right. <laughs> At which point is it hotter? Um, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to try a bit every day and we'll yeah. find out. Yeah. There's, there's probably an app for that. <laughs> yeah. Definitely be on the internet, won't it? Yeah, yeah, it'll be somewhere, yeah. I'll let you search that history. <laughs> <laughs> It's mental that stuff like that works and how everyone's taste. But I feel like sometimes my tolerance for heat, like over the years, it's gone up and then down. Like. Well, we're all bags of hormones, aren't we? And that's obviously mm. hormonal, so it wouldn't be too far-fetched to, to think that it would happen. It's like when you've had different illnesses and stuff like that, it can affect different taste receptors and things like that. So well, COVID's messed loads of people's mm. taste. My missus' taste, it's com- she's, she's changed. As soon as she's... Her taste is different now to mm. what it was. We know a few people that well, there's one person who can't drink coffee anymore. I don't know if that's still the case. Well, you know, I was saying I I, I went off beer for years and years and years. That was because I gave up smoking for a long time. And um, as soon as I'd given up the fags, I hated the taste of beer. So you could actually taste the beer. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I've been drinking this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think old beer did was shit though, like Foster's, Carlsberg. Oh, I never drank any of that. I know. God, I'm a bit more class, please, Bab. <laughs> Although it says a woman who's just who's just admitted drinking alcohol. Pops, so <laughs> yeah, I kind of shot myself in the foot there. I'm very careful not to say Carl in then. <laughs> Why did you not say Carl? I don't know. You get lynched in Birmingham saying you're slagging off Carl in. People no, people hate Carling. I know most people don't like, but all people hate Carling. Cool people. Doesn't everybody we know hate a lot Carling? of people that like Carling. A lot of our friends that won't drink anything else. Really? We know people that won't go to a pub that don't sell Carling. I'm shocked. You need to new, know new people. <laughs> we do uh, twelve pubs every Christmas, and we we took them rankings. They took them to the Duke, and they were just two yeah, of them were just bar. sitting there like. Got Carlin, is it? I know, yeah. Face oh, like thunder. I was like, oh, no, this has got actual fucking flavour in the glass. That's why. That's, yeah, okay. <laughs> Tragic. That's where we are. <laughs> was it a conscious thing to make them vegan? Not particularly because it's hot sauce. I'm not making burgers or searing steaks. I'm making a sauce out of peppers and vinegars. And fruits and stuff like that. Yeah. So it wasn't a conscious because I don't think it has to be a conscious decision. Obviously, I label it to let people know. The only one that that does that's not quite the case for is the barbecues because I use a Worcester sauce in the barbecues, but the Worcester sauce that I use is Henderson's relish, which is vegan and gluten free. Um, and the reason for doing that is a that they are an independent company. That's the strongest one for me, rather than using a massive global. Uh, business where I, wherever I can, I try and keep it independent. Um, and secondly, because it just means the whole range is inclusive, so yeah, it just makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Perfect sense. Yeah. But you're not vegan yourself. Are you vegetarian? No, I was vegan on and off growing up, which was um, not much fun in the eighties. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> oh man. Um, and and uh, then I have eaten meat 
um, when I was travelling and stuff like that. But I've been veggie for years. Well, pesky. Yeah. Where's good to eat that's vegetarian in Birmingham? Baja. Without a doubt, those girls know what they're doing in the kitchen. Yeah, we were saying this before. We're like, we're, we're both meat eaters, like, but we love it. Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah, absolutely fantastic, so isn't it? Really, really good. I mean, we are sport for choice because there are so many good Indian restaurants as well. Um, and because uh, the diversity of the population in Birmingham, we've always had really, really good veggie options available to us. But in terms of... Something that would be easily accessible to your meat eating sort of person as well. Like you said, you know, you can take a meat eater in there and they're not necessarily know the difference, are they? Um, and I just think what they do, they do it so well uh, and they do it creatively and fun and they don't take them too ser- themselves too seriously. So, yeah, yeah. No, I've got to agree with that. They absolutely love them, don't they? Yes, yeah, I love bars. So. <laughs> I really want to get to land. Yeah, yeah do you know, I want to go there as well. Yeah, I haven't so got around. Good. Do you know what, guys? We need, need to um, organise some, <laughs> some meals out because there's a lot of places we haven't gone to, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be the, the Sado's catching up with it or everybody else is raving about. <laughs> it's nice that there's options there. Look, um, Carl's brother, Richard, was over from Cyprus for mm. Christmas and we were talking about what it was like there and he was like, as a vegetarian, not so good. Oh, God, no, I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah, said, like, they went to a restaurant and they were like, um, do you have any vegetarian options? And they were like, yeah, chicken. <laughs> and he was like, no, no, not chicken. Chicken's not vegetarian. Do you know what, though? That, seriously, in the 80s, that would be a common answer. That's what my granny would have said. <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you can eat this. It'd be grand. <laughs> it's like that episode of the, um, the Royal Family, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just about to bring that wafer up. Wafer thin ham, yeah. <laughs> can't even have wafer thin ham. <laughs> So people want to buy the sauce, how do they get their hands on it? Easiest option right now is on the website, www.pipshotsauce.co.uk. Um, or we're also open seven days a week in the glorious Red Brick Market in uh, Floodgate Street in Digbuff. I, you can't miss my uh, little unit because it's got a giant <laughs> fuckle wolf uh, paste up. <laughs> Me and my friend Heidi went and uh, sprayed some chilies on the wall and he took one look at it and said is that a cry for help pip uh, <laughs> let me do a paste up lab <laughs> um our regular farmers markets first saturday of the month we're at king's Heath farmers market and last saturday of the month at mosley farmers market um we should be doing the edge baston markets when they start up again and various different things across Brumba. i'm not the best at social media but i do try and remember to put things on there at least 24 <laughs> hours before <laughs> can't promise it though. so just what Watch carefully. Yeah. <laughs> Set a notification. <laughs> I feel like the farmers markets uh, where you kind of come into your own, like interacting with customers and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Matt's been doing a lot of them recently, actually, because um, I've got problems with my back and some health issues. Um, but well, when I say he's been doing them, he's been doing all the donkey work, setting them up, and then I pop down and go, hi! Oh, hi! I'm here to do the lovely bit. Oh, yeah, you like my sauce? Oh, tell me more about how you like my sauce. Matt, get that box out of the Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it time to go? Matt, you pack up. I'll see you later. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's ace. I love it. I absolutely love it. Because it's like like some of the events we've done. Oh, gosh, yeah, I forgot. There's a um, Hockley Social Club. They've started a new market. They're doing the next one on 
the last Sunday in um, January. So that should be wicked because I did one just before Christmas there. So much fun. So much fun. And uh, got to eat Buddha Belly as well. That's always good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I want to try a cocktail from their new cocktail bar for tax reasons. (laughs) That's what it's called for tax reasons. That's what it's called, yeah. So, yeah. so, but yeah, but it just they've been buzzing recently and um, doing the market at Christmas. Hopefully, there's going to be some more this year at Attic Brew as well. And um, yeah, I think that picked up on a load of faces that I haven't seen since they stopped doing Sturchy Community Market. It was a lot of love yeah, in that room, a lot that. of love and a lot of beer. <laughs> what happened to the uh, community market? Just, um, I think it was just because different volunteers running it and stuff. It was hard. I feel like you've you've mentioned. I don't know, your partner or your husband? Partner. How big a part of Pips is he? Oh, God. Yeah, no, it, we we work together, but not in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I'd have to work with my partner. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, he's he's full-time as well. And, oh, um, yeah, uh, it's, and he's pretty much, I mean, he's been there all along. So, um, but then he had to go full-time with me when it just got, too much um and we have quite um i do all the cooking all the sauce stuff and the socials well when i do the socials uh, and he does everything else so um that doesn't sound like a really even split but it is i'm <laughs> i'm honestly not sitting around looking at facebook most of the time <laughs> no. um and uh yeah it works really well um and i think that's because we're a room two rooms away from each other <laughs> no no it's really good i don't know how we don't kill each other because we just get on really well all the time Especially the fact that we're either doing source stuff thinking about source stuff making source stuff doing markets or collapsed in a heap on the sofa i genuinely we say this all the time it's like how the fuck have we not killed each other I mean, we have our moments like most people do, but most of the time, I think it's because we've known each other since we were 16. So, but we didn't go out with each other then because we would have killed each other. <laughs> so, yeah. And weed, that helps. <laughs> That's the cure for everything as well. Yeah. <laughs> so many relationships could be saved if people just got stained. <laughs> That'll get cut. <laughs> So yeah, follow you on social for all upcoming things. Do you, do you ever like this? Just random question at the end. Do you ever foresee a, a future where you've got like a production line and you oh, know, like I, I would absolutely love that, but I would need somebody else to come in and do the business thing mm. because, like I said before, that's just. It's just not in my capacity in any way, shape or form. I mean, I've tried looking at it, but I'm just not very good at it at all. Do you think you'd still enjoy it, though, if it's at that point? um, It depends on how you do things, isn't it? You know, you're not going to, you know, there's different ways. You can can still be quite Mm -hmm. hands-on. You don't necessarily have to set up... You know, it doesn't have to be like one of those awful programs that that Greg blokes on behind, you know, in the factory sort of thing. It It can still be kind of small scale and with real people doing real things that you're actually looking after as a good employer and, you know, all being lovely. 
<laughs> just as long as I've got absolutely fuck all to do with the business side of it. No, genuinely, I, that's what I was talking about a bit earlier. It's it's not something that I'm comfortable with doing and not something that I have any confidence in doing at all. So I, my thing is the creative, the source side. Yeah. Um, and I know that now. So, and it is a bit of a, a stumbling block for me in a way, but mm. at the same time, knowing that that's not an area I'm any good at is an advantage as well, rather than trying to do something that I'm bad at. God, I can waffle. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> well, no, it's good. It's good for podcasts if somebody can talk. There'll be no waffle at this bit. This is my quick questions at the end. Oh, do so I have to answer quickly? You don't have to answer no. quickly, but okay. you'll know the answer to them. Okay. We always call them quick fire, but they're never quick fire. No, okay. they tend to some. Yeah, it doesn't tend to work out, but it, it can do. What's your favourite TV show? Oh fucking hell! I'm stuck already. <laughs> um, I, uh, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, oh god. <laughs> I, I really, I can't tell you. Pass. One. Yeah. Um, god, there's got to be something. Fuck's sake. I genuinely, I'm so, so sort of monged out. I'm just like flicking through, <laughs> um, flicking through bloody Netflix and never really watching anything from I do that. Minutes. I sit there for ages Weird just watching is, clips of shit yeah, that I'm not never going to watch. cannot get into and commit to a TV programme, but can read books. I read book after book after book. And don't ask me what type of books I read because they're genuinely <laughs> shit. But I will read loads of it, but cannot concentrate on a TV programme for more than five <laughs> yeah, seconds. Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> anyway, there you go. Okay. This one might be easier, I don't know. What's your favourite movie? Lost Boys. Ah, oh, that's a good one. My favorite, one of my favourite. It's on Liam's. Like. We got a tick. There you go. You got a tick on that one, Liam. Well, that's one of your choices. <laughs> they had it, they had it although you got the, two uh, choices, to be fair. What was my second? The Crow. Oh, yeah. I've never seen that. Never seen The Crow? No, it's Brandon Lee. There are a lot of films I've not seen. I think I might have lived in a bubble or something for a while and not realised it. <laughs> What's your favourite band? Or music or DJ? Blondie. Or... Well, no, that's a good guess. I know that one. Uh, what's your favourite spirit? Vodka. Any particular vodka? The Holy Ghost. Um, <laughs> uh, no, a nice one. Not nice shit one. like absolute. Yeah. Uh, what's your favourite big fast food chain? Ooh, would it be really bad if I said Greg's? <laughs> no, you can have Greg's. I really like a veggie sausage roll. Yeah, they're all right, aren't they? Yeah. I, well, I'm trying to. I was like, no, these taste just what as it bad is? as the normal Do you know what it is? <laughs> I really, really, really like salt. And I just yeah. basically think it's salt in a stick, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. so, basically. Yeah. What's your favourite takeaway? Favourite takeaway? Oh, curry. Yeah. Big time. Oh, I'm from Birmingham. Of course it's fucking curry. <laughs> Do you use somewhere in King's Um We used to, um, but there's this one that we've just discovered before Christmas in um, Harborn, and they deliver to us in King's Heath. And it's fucking awesome. It's um, South Indian, but it's not like Goan. Yeah. Um, a little bit of it is. And they, um, a, a takeaway delivery dosa that actually comes to you and still looks like a fucking dosa. Yeah. I haven't tried food like that since um, out of India. It's fucking bang on. Oh, man. 
and Why is everything good in Harborn? Harborn, we live so far away. From Do you know what? Harbour. When our house wow. burnt down, the house that we went to live in for six months was right opposite fucking Waitrose in Harborn. <laughs> Man, going for a pint of milk come out fifty quid cheaper. But hey, look, I've got some black <laughs> in one, some truffle oil. Um, what's your favourite dish that you cook at home? Favourite dish that I cook at home? Well, that really depends on my mood. My favourite thing at the moment is uradal. Loving the uradal because it's just so warming. But I've been making that with... I had a load of carrots in the uh, fridge and I wanted to use them up. And I found a recipe for a Sri Lankan carrot curry mm. with coconut milk and loads of whole spices in it. And you cook it down so it's really the carrots are really sweet. That was good. Oh, that, was good. Good, yeah. that and sprouts sauteed with some um, black mass sauce on. I've seen that. I'm going to try that. Do it, man. Do it with some veggie bacon in and and a couple of parathas on the side. Nice. What's your favourite, tea or coffee? Coffee. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, that's bullshit. (laughs) That's only because that's what I fancy right now. Um, I drink the most ridiculous amount of tea. I drink so much tea. It's insane. How many cups do you go through a day? I don't want to answer that question. Yeah, it must be a lot then. Yeah. I have, I have a lot have, of tea in a day. I have, um, obviously, it's got to be Yorkshire. Um, I have the caffeinated and the decaffeinated because yeah. I have to switch after a certain time else on it. <laughs> won't get to sleep. We get Yorkshire tea by the massive. Have you seen the massive? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go to Booker's, mate. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm twinings. I like twinings. I oh, you posh knob. <laughs> That's what we all said. says that one. I get twinings. <laughs> I get the English breakfast, and since I've started having it, I, I just have to have it all the time now. Yorkshire, man. Closet Tory. I, I used yeah, to be. Yeah, definitely. I used to be Yorkshire tea, and then tried English mm. breakfast, because Carl Pilkington was on about it. I remember listening to him on about it once, on a podcast he was doing Ricky Gervais, I, and I don't, was like, I'm going to try think, this too. I think you're, you're, you're sneaking off my favourites list now. <laughs> you can I'm, buy I'm it in spite. It can't be that bad. Mm. <laughs> What's your favourite food destination in the world? That I've been to or would like to go to? Uh, that you've been to. Actually, um, Australia. And I'll tell you why. Uh, because they have got, obviously, there isn't really an Australian cuisine. They've got the migrant population over various different generations has come from all the different places in the world with really good types of food that I really, really like. So there's a melting pot in places like Sydney and Melbourne of all of those different really fresh really beautiful really spicy sweet sour zingy yummy exciting foods mm-hmm. so definitely australia random i know but where is it you want to eat the most in the world then australia? You haven't been. No, oh that oh, i would love to go to mexico obviously yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> that <was> thanks. Simple. <laughs> thanks for having me guys thank you for coming on really thanks for the sources uh yeah Buy more Pips Hot Sauce.